There's no way in hell I'd have sex every day of my life. Down there, done that. Not interested. I'm not interested in a 24-year-old sex machine with a degree in uh, political science and making popcorn. <laughs> Minor in making popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. So, now the town's full of them. They're everywhere. The whole thing. Some of them are beautiful. Just swimming around. Yeah, that's all they think about is sex at night. <laughs> I, where did that come from? That didn't exist in the early 70s. They weren't that way. They weren't that way. Some of them were pretty in night. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've talked to total strangers, and they've mm-hmm. even told me that. <laughs> I mean, he'd have to have a chastity belt on himself. God. So, you think I'm making this up? No. No, this, I whole, this whole country has gone completely over the edge. Mm-hmm. And when you got these uh, snake oil artists like Joel Stein, a really pretty wife that's pretty in an airhead, goes uh-huh. along with everything he says, they live in a $12 million mansion. Supposedly, they don't accept a $50 a chair to pay for their cost of living. I find that very hard to <laughs> believe. Uh-huh. The taxes on a $12 million mansion would just be so high. And does he? Do they drive in an old beat-up VW Bug, going to from their mansion to the church, or would they drive, you know, a refurbished uh, Bentley or a Rolls Royce exactly. that guzzles gas, lightly used, and parts <laughs> falling off before they park in the parking lot? Probably both. Yeah. Separately. Well, did you remember the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker days? Did you ever hear about them? Not them. Did you know they were some of the wealthiest evangelists in America? They each, um, they each had their own Rolls Royce, and I think they had three very expensive vacation houses. Right. And they were just raking them. They even had an amusement park. Yeah. This is a, Forgot. This is an evangelical TV experience, and they, they had a life, lifestyle nobody needed. And they had so many people suckered into giving money. And then Jim Baker uh, illegally spends some money that didn't belong to him, goes to prison. His wife divorces him, and she's got some. She's she wears false. She was wearing false eyelashes and put makeup on nose. Every time she cried, it was coming down her face, Every, almost daily, <laughs> crying on national Constantly TV. Crying. And then she marries some guy that got out of prison. And she, you know, and and then when Jim gets out of prison, he's trying to sell health food items as an evangelical preacher just out of prison and it's such it's such an obvious joke right because billy graham was never like that no never interesting and they had so many people fooled yeah it's crazy how you yeah. believe that shit i mean if you, you know? want to get if you want to get rich just start some bizarre religion that doesn't kill people bang yeah or kill them who cares yeah they don't care they're into yeah. it i think they're into it yeah. I think they want to die. You yeah. Know? I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> They're sick bastards, man. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, I mean, if, if it sounds organic and local, tastes good, looks good, the packaging is natural, and, you know, they're not cutting down virgin timber in the process and chasing everybody's dogs and cats off that try to eat it, too, maybe you can make a good living. I Just Ta- about right. Tax-free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the key part, yeah, you know? Yeah, you know, you could even have people deliver it door-to-door. Yeah, for God. Yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> For no taxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right idea. No, I mean, oh. this is a country where you can get rich quick, but yeah, how much uh, longer it lasts, I don't know. Nah, until the world burns no, in like it, it 20 can't. years. I mean, I, if 
if everybody gets evicted, if we have a, a depression, what are what on earth are we going to all live in if there's no more room for tents and RV vehicles and trucks and cars and outhouses? And, oh, people will just poop on the middle of the highway. It's right there. Yeah, and no, you know, <laughs> I mean, I've I've even met uh, religious cult guys, long hair, dressed up like hippies. Wearing bed sheets over themselves barefoot. I was told they, they believed in living off the land by searching uh, a dumpster diving. And one of them asked me, "Hey brother, can you spare me a joint?" And I just you know I didn't I disagreed with him, walked off. And I was told by some people later that yeah they were uh, they were in this cult. They called themselves the Children of God, which has nothing to do with the Bible. Right. And their idea of living off the land was going dumpster diving. <laughs> Yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, I'm dumpster. I, I, I have some friends that dumpster dive. They would go to uh, Papa Murphy's. Yeah. Because uh, at the end of the day, they take the whole pizza yeah. wrapped in plastic yeah. and put it right in the trash. Yeah. So you can just fucking pull it you out. Know, you know what the biggest? You, know, I mean, you want to hear what the biggest secret of this town is? Huh. At the end of normal uh, university school years, yeah. The rich kids throw out brand new computers, designer clothes, Everywhere. stereos, TV sets printers yep. you name it they throw it out and they're brand new and the, the smart businessman uh, the smart businessmen go there go dumpster diving they take it home they get a brand new thing uh-huh. brand new TV brand new computer yeah everything I need you up. and it's just brand new wild every year Dude, my buddy uh, was dating this girl who was like a fucking cam girl model down in Seattle, making yeah. a bunch of money. She lived in like this bougie apartment complex in yeah. Capitol Hill. Yeah. And then during all the BLM riots last yeah. year, uh, like hell of people moved out of town because they like quarantined. And then yeah. like right next to Anderson Park was all crazy. And yeah. She said he went dumpster diving because he's kind of a bum, you know, and he'd like come down there and he'd go dumpster diving. He found like iPads, like fucking all, they, they, everything oh, they said, just like luxury are, these items. Are, these are rich kids. They, in the they, trash. They probably never had to work a day in their life until getting yeah. out of college. Mom. And other than washing their parents' dishes. Right. And uh, their parents got so much money, uh, they will let their kids have a brand new computer printer, uh, a, a, you know, an HD TV. Uh, you know, and, and decent clothes that are better than you and I can ever afford. Right. And these same kids, they have never gone without food a day in their lives. Mm-hmm. And they're the same kind of kids that if they came to your home or mine, and all we had was a six-pack of Guinness, because that's all we can afford. Right. And I, I don't drink that much anymore, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they get really uppity and they go... Well, you're not only using the wrong fork, but you're not drinking the beer at a refrigerator temperature. And because it's not coming out my nostrils, I'm leaving. <laughs> I need to be properly. <laughs> and then what you do is you hand each of them a barf bag to go home with. Right, of course. And say, don't come back. <laughs> Never come back. Yeah, don't call me. I won't call you either. Cut the phone lines. Yeah. Cut the lines. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, just point the finger to the door. <laughs> Have them let off. Slowly. The pro- let them let off by the property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, people. There's people. There's people like that here. There is, man. But you can't tell by the way they dress. You can only tell by what they're eating and drinking in restaurants. They're like, walking amongst us. And the us. cars they drive. You almost have no You've idea. You've got guys and gals here with almost new Ferraris, uh, high-powered performance Audis, 200 mm-hmm. miles an hour. Right. I've seen one Rolls Royce, Ferraris in every direction. I've seen two or three Austin Martins, James Bond cars. Christ. 300,000 piece. It's insane. And other stuff. I saw one new, almost new Lotus 
that looked like a spacecraft. Jesus. The cockpit was only barely big enough for two people, and it literally looked like the cockpits came off an aircraft. <laughs> and that was a car. That's great. You know, you don't find I forgot many, about Lotus. You don't find many Lotus automobiles. You don't see them very often. They're very high priced. Yeah. I had a buddy's dad who had a Lotus. They're uh, nice. Yeah, even, yeah. Even the old ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah were, he sold a lot of weed under the table. Yeah, you know, they, they, were, they were they were very, very classy cars. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you have to be you know you have to have some real money to buy those. Yeah. Because if you buy the parts, you got to order them, and even for BMWs, you got to order the parts out of town. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. And if you don't have a, a, a mechanic and other guys that know what they're doing, they'll they'll break everything they touch. I was gonna say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but don't make the mistake. Uh, I know people have made because you know they don't know any better. Most of the backyard mechanics will break everything they touch. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. And then they say something you don't want to hear. Want to hear? Uh, I can't pay for it. I don't have any money. I don't have any money. I don't know. I, and I, I get my next check, and they get these excuses for using the check, and they well, they won't help. Everything's broken. Everything's broken. Yeah. <laughs> radiator, cars radiator hoses, fan belts, fans, bolts <laughs> mix, mix, missing, and it's, they they just walk off and go home. That's all you need. <laughs> You're stuck. You're stuck. <laughs> yeah, we just had a buddy try to fix a car. And yeah. Then- didn't yeah. work, yeah, yeah. It didn't work, and then yeah, it Yeah, that happens all the time. People running out of money, so they go to somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. They think, well, they're confidence guys. They, they're trying to be helpful, but they really don't know what they're doing, so they, they break it more. More right. and more, and more things go wrong. More things go wrong. Yeah. Chain of do wrong things. Yeah. yeah. We do it again. Yeah. We do it again. And then yeah. you just sell it. Yeah. You just sell it as is. Well, this is what's been going on for several years. Yeah. They call them zombie RVs for ah. people that can't afford a motel. Uh huh. Well, what the businessmen do is they buy them repossessed for a dollar a piece. Um, they don't they don't replace the, the plates, tabs, and anything else. They rent them out to poor people for so much a month. After the transmissions break and engines, they just leave them there, and the authorities drag them up to a hotel. Oh, hotel. It costs us fourteen hundred dollars a piece to shred them. Yeah. Jesus. It's still going on. And they destroy those RVs, man. Oh, they throw their garbage in and it's wait. It's so gross, They throw dude. all of it on the street. I know. And it's just there. Nobody picks it up until yeah. somebody has to. That is a bummer. Yeah, and it's all over western Washington. Yeah, it's all over the west coast. Yeah. <laughs> and the east coast. Yeah. And the central coast. I mean, these rich people don't care as long as it's not on their lawn. No, 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 no. Put them down on court lawns. There's fine. a gated community in Birch Bay. I, uh... This guy had to be in his early 80s. Um, his wife was, uh, she told me she was 60. She looked like she was 40. All right. And the guy had hired me, told me he had all supplies. He didn't have all the supplies, so some <laughs> things went a little haywire. And, of course, he got pissy, and he gave me uh, a check and uh, ran me off. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, you know, these same guys, they want, they want cheap labor on expensive house. They're supposed to go to a journeyman. And when they promise you they have the supplies, they don't. Right. And then they blame you for their bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And they always do that. Always. So it's just better to work when you can for the uh, either the contractors or the subcontractors that license right. and bond insured. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if they're good to you and, and they know they can trust you, they'll put you to work as much as they can. And if you don't know one little thing, the best ones will spend a moment just showing you how and the harder you work and the better your attitude the happier they are to have you because you're making them money but you know people don't get that through their head so 
Uh, Go work for some backyard scumbag. Yeah, yeah. The country's full of them. Everywhere. As far as the eye can see. Yeah. Even in this town. This whole county. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's nice people here, but... I mean, they, they can tell you their experiences. They don't even have to tell you who the people were. But no, no. They're just full of them. Everywhere. Uh-huh. These, these cheapskates that don't want to pay a sincere young man or woman... Uh, what it's worth to be an apprentice mm-hmm. and have uh, some tutoring or teaching or apprentice experience with a boss that knows what they're doing that's going to help you with a good attitude because you really want to work. Right. And then these assholes, they something goes wrong, it's not your fault and they blame you anyway. Mm-hmm. So, that yeah, it's still happening. Yeah. And worse than that, now since last year to even before the pandemic the a lot of managers are just being outright cruel to the workers because they, they can because they know they can yeah yeah, yeah. people are walking out I've heard, I've heard stories of people like going to like burger king yeah and the entire store is just not open yeah the doors locked the whole staff walks yeah. out they're like Fuck really they're that they're that right. bad to the workers yeah they're just straight up walking out mid i don't blame them all the way up to the top i, I don't blame yeah them. no yeah i don't blame it well, all the way up to the main managers are just like all right everyone walks out tonight Did you know McDonald's has such stress on these teenage managers? Most of them quit after two or three months. They just walk off the job and they don't come back. Right, never again. Yeah, never. That makes sense. They're they're the biggest chain of hamburgers and french fries in the world, and they have too much stress for teenagers that are only 17 or 18 years old. Well, they're only paying them like fucking 14 or like less in most other states you can't even live here unless you got more roommates that you don't want to live with because yeah, some people are so obnoxious if you're not making less you're making yeah. less than $20 an hour here you yeah. can't live alone no like period no I, I even motels are charging as much as eight fifty a month there's no. only two beds mm-hmm. only big big enough for one person each yeah and if you've got kids that's just you're fucked that's hell <laughs> what are those kids going to do if they can't eat and sleep and a little TV and there's no place to play no, no slides, no swing sets, no, no nothing. slides. Yeah. Where's I my mean, slides? What, what are the parents going to do if they want to make another baby in front of all those kids? I mean, just so. blindfold their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put, put earmuffs on all their right, ears. All right, kids. Yeah. Cram them in the bathroom. Lock Bluetooth the door Bluetooth speakers yeah. and some eye yeah. covers. That's yeah. Cram them in the bathroom yeah. probably. The yeah. Room, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's why I just you know. I and the, you know the really really old days before the white men got here. It, I'm convinced, just like in that Little Big Man movie by Justin Hoffman, I, uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Indians, if they had enough blankets and furs from animals, if they had a one, one-year-old baby there, they'd just do it in front of the baby. Why not? The, the baby, baby doesn't the baby, know. The baby wouldn't know. Yeah, the baby's just laying there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's crank out another baby. Things about right. Yeah, out of, out of the bread basket. We don't live past 30, <laughs> so we got to have a few more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My big joke about myself is, is I, I like to actually have the money to take a real pretty brunette that wasn't ready for this kind of humor. I, I say, uh, by the way, I got you a friendship uh, bracelet and a ring, <laughs> and it's gift wrapped. And here's the box, all gift wrapped with a nice pink ribbon from uh, Paper Dreams. Uh-huh. And she opens it, and it's a plastic ring. And I had previously opened and put the face of Alfred E. Newman on it. <laughs> and then I said, and then I say, by the way, here's a little something you'll never forget. 
uh, some cash for you to buy uh, a book or a publication with. And it's like, you know, $100 of Monopoly money. And the other side, I put my face on it. <laughs> She's just getting boiling mad by that time. And then, you know, when I give her my business card with no return address or phone number on it, uh, it would have like a map uh, to my dream house way out of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the bottom it says, the house you'll never forget, the house of my dreams. And she gets out there hoping she can sue me and put a lease and a lien on the property and, uh, and a search warrant. She gets out there, it's not even built yet. <laughs> it's still in it's my just, mind. It's just bare ground with weeds and grass on it. That's all it is. It's mm. a, just a rocky knoll. Right, yeah. <laughs> and deer poop every direction. Yeah. <laughs> no, women have such... I mean, in the old days, it, it was normal for some beautiful young women at certain ages to have these knights in shining armor fantasies and dreams because oh. they were they were taught to have that. Right, right. But now, because of high tech, Masters and Johnsons, group sex, all kinds of sex, <laughs> if that's all that's on their mind, and they can't shake and bake or fry an egg, why on earth would I want someone like that for a wife the rest of my life? And she's going to demand sex on instantaneous notice <laughs> with uh, no rest in between and no bather shaving allowed. Of course not. And, you know, and if I don't have the right testosterone that turns her on, she's going to complain about that also. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what I'd have to do is I'd have to, we'd have to have a different kind of annulment. I'd have to get it prepared for this. I'd have to mm. have some perfume maker make me a brand new cologne for women that's got testosterone in it and other stuff that gets her really turned on hot and bothered so you know if I'm not turned on and she has to turn me on she's already prepared and learns how to get me in the mood (laughs) two sprays so yeah and I just say well uh, you can always put some on your neck or dump the whole thing on your head right and then we'll talk about it We'll start from there. Yeah. I'll just say, well, by the way, I have this uh, uh, two-paragraph poem for you. I stayed up all night writing it. And uh, and then she's smiling because she's thinking, well, maybe this will save my day. Right. And uh, it's got nothing but one or two-syllable words in it. The name of the poem is called Duh. (laughs) She's really mad by this time. Of course. So I have to pretend I'm going to stay there and when she's run to the bathroom I run for my life and I she won't know my whereabouts after that so I'm nice my life is spared my life is spared (laughs) for the rest of my life in the midwest I I hide the guns before she finds them so of course yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) always under the floorboards yeah (laughs) anyway if I had a life insurance policy I'd have to make sure she wasn't on it yeah yeah I didn't update the terms and conditions. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to have uh, all kinds of clauses and uh, definite, definite prenuptial agreements and all those other agreements and notaries. And if she didn't, you know, she didn't sign everything in the dotted line, well, whether I lived or died, she wouldn't get a penny. And she'd know that. So she could just go knocking on Bill Gates' door, who's going through a divorce, and ask him for advice. That's right. For yeah. <laughs> and then she could say, I'm next. <laughs> You never know what he's into. <laughs> well, you know, he's 
he, he might even be older than I am, but you know, when you look at his face as mugshot on TV, it's like, you know, he always wears the same dull, boring-looking suits and ties. Uh -huh. and a nice haircut, but why on earth would anybody want to marry him or go to a restaurant with him? He can't spend half the money in a lifetime. And he's so self-assured of himself, he thinks he can have his own personal high-tech city somewhere in the Southwest and actually tell the, the European Union what to do and how to do it with digital indexing identification it and have a lot of, of control. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need the money. He's no hero. Yeah, you get, you get a million dollars, you can buy a nice house. You get a hundred million dollars, you can, you can get do a, a really more. good house around here. Yeah, for a million dollars. That's, you get well, a billion dollars, you can buy a country, though. <laughs> you, know, you, you could get a very, very nice house within the city limits and, and even have possibly a really well-designed security fence and gate, mm -hmm. completely electronic for you and the right kind of security and if you had a little a few extra million and and, and you know investments that make a, a, a profit some would be non-profit government investments mm -hmm. and a really honest cpa with, with a cpa firm an accounting firm is honest right. he would be set for life yeah right there if you're just you know just watch over your investments and everybody mm -hmm. who do business with is off is honest right and you know everybody's fair carry on down the line yeah you're, everybody's fair how they get paid and pay you and mm -hmm. there's no breach of your trust and they don't no. nobody rips each other off that's the way things used to be <laughs> now that it's changed. like you know people want to charge you and get in line to use their outhouse on the outside of their patio <laughs> and worse upon that worse upon this is uh my big joke about starting door-to-door -door business in Bellingham is with the business lights and some people wearing suits and ties and wool outfits for the women, mm -hmm. going door-to-door -door selling $100 rolls of silk toilet paper and then one that's monogrammed, that's more, and then one that's even three times as much called his and hers combined. <laughs> and, you know, because these rich people see this advertised by uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone and people that knew John Wayne and, old, and Clint Eastwood, they're all endorsing this. Well, of course, because they got to keep up with the Joneses like they did in the old days. They buy the stuff like hotcakes. Yeah. <laughs> door to door, it's hand delivered, it's gift wrapped. Fresh but, local soap. But what you don't tell them is, you know, if they leave it there in their toilet long enough, you have lots of flies flying in your bathroom instantaneously. Right, right. So it's just like anywhere else. Nowhere. Yeah, it smells like an outhouse soap. <laughs> That's what you live Full with. of silk. Yeah. yeah. So if it does clog up with this, this silk toilet paper, it's another job for Rotorooter. Yeah. <laughs> they got to pay them. You're a job creator, man. A really man. high price, because yeah. they know they got money. Oh, silk? Yeah. Five, fifteen hundred an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you pay me in gold bonds. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're uh, you'd have them made by uh, people that buy the, the fabric from China, and, and uh, you'd have these, uh, uh, Middle-aged women with eating disorders that, you know, they're constantly eating on their break and lunch. And uh, uh, even their uh, bibs and napkins are made out of silk and they're disposable. But, you know, they're like this big around. Mm -hmm. And because they were good knitting and sewing when they were young, they, they'll go the, go to this like flies to honey. Right, right. So you, you'll, you'll make money. <laughs> Just don't talk to them every day. If they get pissed off, they'll blame you for their own headache or toothache. Terrible, terrible world we live in. Yeah. <laughs>
very good. Yeah. You know, very, I just, for some reason, I just don't have a taste for, like, stuff like ramen gin. I've tried it, mm -hmm. and I just can't drink it. Can't do it? I've tried it. No, gin tastes yeah. like medicine. It does kind of taste weird. I've tried martinis, and yeah. I don't see what people see in them. <laughs> you need more olive juice. That's, that's the secret. Well, more olives. There's different kinds. I had a, a friend of mine turned me on to a very special martini I never heard of before. Mm -hmm. It had three or four kinds of gin, and he called it a blue dolphin. When you drank it, the color uh, was blue. By but God. nobody, I, I know of no <laughs> professional bartender that knows how to make it. Right. And the bottles he got were not, were not even uh, a pint. They were tiny, tiny little bottles because that's mm -hmm. all he could afford. Interesting. Yeah, Blue Dolphin martinis. Blue and they Dolphin. really tasted good. I bet they did. They did. They were better than a White Russian, uh, better than Drambuie, uh, all that stuff. I forget about Drambuie. Yeah. Interesting word. They were better than Brandy with cherries in it. Ah, that's nice. Yeah. Blue Dolphin. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, know where you'd, I wouldn't know where you'd find anyone here that could make it. <laughs> But it would be high priced just for one. Yeah, of course. Because it's, it's got three or four types of uh, alcoholic uh, hard liquor in it. Wow. And it really is blue. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really tastes good. They can good. do anything these days, man. Yeah. I, I love... Uh, uh, I'm trying to call it. Uh, I like Kahlua. Kahlua, nice. tastes, Kahlua tastes good straight in a white Russian, and it tastes good mm. coffee. Yeah, coffee over ice and, and uh, Kahlua is really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do love it. Yeah. Irish coffee, too. And you get a little Jameson in there. It's yeah. pretty nice. A little Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> Those friends of yours? They are friends of mine, yes. You drink any beer with them? Or? I, from time to time, yeah. yeah. It, it happens occasionally, yeah. Yeah, just, just don't drink and drive. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, that's a bad one. No, that's that's awful. It's a bad time. You're, you're in trouble for years. Dude, it, it, it never ends, man. It yeah. never ends. They just keep coming down yeah. the line for yeah. you. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's terrible look stuff. Like nice people. Yeah, they, they, look at him, dude. What's up? What's up, baby boy? How are you guys doing? How are you? Oh, we're good. Good. Hi, I'm Jacob. Oh, nice to meet you. Hey, Oregon. Yeah, Oregon's a beautiful state, but the mountains here are prettier. Yeah. A lot bigger, yeah, more rugged, more snow. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All this is true. This is, these are true facts. <laughs> I think I've only gone fishing here once and twice, once or twice for Sam. We ended up rock fishing. Yeah, I got some rock. Rock fish is pretty good. I, I want to go do some salmon fishing. Sounds nice. Yeah, I just I I tried deep sea fishing by Coos Bay. And that Take Dramamine, man. Oh, I was over the edge. As a kid, my mom used to give me Dramamine yeah. the night before yeah. we even go on take a plane or on yeah. a boat or something. And then yeah. it's still the morning up, but it's already uh, in the system for 24 hours at the time you get onto it. So you're just like, yeah. <laughs> Cruising, baby. 